Are you a new emergency medical technician? You just got your cert and you're getting ready to assess your first real live patient? Nervous? How can you look, act, and perform like an old pro? Let's discuss. Hi, welcome to Hyper Academy All Access Show. It's a ruthless world out there. How do you step up? and stand out. You do it by getting your mind right. That's what Hyper Academy is here to explore. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Ryan Field Spack. I would like to give you something for joining me today on this little tutorial, this little walk down how to be a better performer as a new emergency medical technician or EMT. What I want to do is give you a free guide, a free gift that will give you some tools and techniques to be able to use when you are in a position where you're in a nervous situation where you have to make some decisions where you're the one that's making the decisions. How do you lower that level of nervousness? How do you lower the amount of adrenaline in your system? And how do you perform better? You can do that by downloading the guide that I'm providing here for you. It's a simple one page guide. You'll be able to absorb it within five minutes. And then when you do, you'll be able to implement this three step process. It takes 10 seconds to do and it will immediately lower your pulse lower your blood pressure, and lower the amount of adrenaline in your system, and you'll be able to perform better when you're assessing that patient and in anything else that you're doing in your personal or professional life. Give it a look. Again, my gift to you is as a thank you for joining me today. You can go to hyperacademy.mykajabi.com slash 10 seconds. Hyperacademy.mykajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I, dot com slash 10 seconds. Get your free guide there and um, let's get into the discussion. So um, as I said, my name is Ryan Fieldspack. For 10 years, I served as a captain and a paramedic with a very large metropolitan fire department. Just like you, I started off as a first responder when I was in high school at my local volunteer fire department and became an EMT and then worked my way into the professional fire service. I have assessed thousands and thousands of patients in every imaginable situation from something very mundane to something very critical like a cardiac arrest or a trauma. All of those things have really run the gamut of some of the challenges that I have faced personally and I felt everything that you feel right now in terms of the nervousness. Uh, hey, everything's on me now. I'm finally out there. I have to assess this patient. So that's a big challenge when you think about it. And there's ways and there's tools and there's techniques to be able to lower that nervousness and really perform, as I said, like an old pro that's done this before, right? So there's a lot of different things that we'll talk about here during this all access show to give you a real good cohesive appreciation of how you can perform better. So let's dive into it. Let's take any type of situation that you may be facing as a new EMT, right? You may be uh, partnered with a paramedic. You may be just a new EMT on an ambulance um, that's responding to um, a, a medical problem and maybe there's not a medic around, right? You're going to have to start and do your initial assessment right off the bat, even if you're waiting for somebody like a paramedic to come by and relieve you. 
Getting that assessment down and providing the information to the um, handoff uh, uh, people, whether it's a doc, a nurse, or a paramedic, is really going to be important and it's going to set that patient up for success. So even if you're called to a chest painter, if you're called to an abdominal pain, if you're called to an asthma, there's different techniques that you've learned through your training as an EMT that you've got in place. But now how do you really put all that together when everything's on the line and it's all on you, right? So from that perspective, there's a lot of different things that we can do to beat down those nerves. And let's be honest, it's very nerve wracking. Uh, when you are going to assess your first patient, You've got family watching you. You've got the people that are with you, whether it's an engine, if you're on a fire engine, you've got everybody that's watching you and making sure that you are doing what you're doing. You have to be able to rise up, calm yourself down, and take charge of the situation because nobody else will. So that's something that's extremely important and really what we wanna start doing by diving deeper into this. So there's a lot of different things that you can do, but we're gonna break this down into three different chunks, right? Pre-call, what are some of the things that you can do pre-call, uh, whether it's a 911 call or dispatch, um, and how you can get yourself and your mind right and ready to go before that. Second, during the call, once you have received that dispatch and you're doing the assessment itself, and then finally, after the call, what you can you do after you have dropped the patient off at the hospital to get yourself back and set and reset to do it again on the next call as it comes in, right? So let's dive into that. Pre-call, what are some things that you can do to just kind of generally keep your mind focused, at ease, present, and having the ability to perform well? One thing that I started doing very early on in my career in EMS specifically, was I started looking at what ways can I uh, calm my mind down? How can I be less scatterbrained and scatter-focused? Right? I want to be able to focus on what's happening and the people that are screaming in my ear, I need to be able to somewhat tune that out, focus on the patient at hand. One really good and really beneficial way to do that is meditation. So if you've, of course, heard of meditation, but if you've never tried it before, it's not as uh, scary, it's not as outlandish, it's not as difficult as one might think. Meditation truly is just the simple practice of breathing in, and out with your eyes open or closed and focusing on your breath in and out. If something in your mind takes you off to think about something else, all you do while you're meditating is you note that thought, you acknowledge that thought, and you bring yourself back to the present moment and focus on your breathing again, right? You get pulled away to this side, bring it back, focus on the breathing. That meditation act will give your mind the uh, reps it needs to, in the moment, notice that your mind has started to wander and bring it back to the task at hand, right? So it's really exercise for your brain. You go to the gym to exercise, this is the same thing, but you're doing it in a meditative format. It's very easy to do, and really all you need to do is take five minutes, maybe 10 minutes a day, sit down and do that meditation, set yourself a nice, easy timer, nothing that's gonna jar you, Set a five-minute timer, sit down someplace that's comfortable and quiet, preferably, and do that meditation. Focus on your breathing for five minutes. When your mind gets pulled away, bring it back. That will buy you additional productivity too, which we're gonna talk about a lot more in depth as we go forward into um, future episodes of the Hyper Academy All Access Show. But meditation, if you can do that once a day, 
it's going to set you up for success. The second thing, kind of in concert with meditation, is mindfulness. If you can help to focus your mind on the present moment and the thing that you're doing, not ruminating around about what happened in the past, not thinking about what you're going to be doing in the future, if you can have yourself in a present mindful state for when that call does come, you will be able to focus on what's at hand not all of the ancillary things that are coming in on the radio or people that are talking to you, dogs barking. You're able to take your practice of that meditation, note that your mind's wandered, and bring yourself back to a mindful state. So very beneficial from a mindfulness perspective, and you can practice that during the day as well. Presence. Presence is a very uh, uh, amazing tool that you can utilize to be able to basically um, uh, teach your body and your mind how to act and be more powerful, more confident, and more poised. If you look at uh, animals, dogs, um, cats to a certain extent, apes, the, the gorilla family, the alphas of those groups are broad-shouldered, they're very wide, they're very confident about themselves. Whereas the uh, submissive ones are very curled up, their tails are between their legs, their ears are back. Those two dichotomous situations, the alpha, the confident one, and the submissive one, the mere fact that their body postures are that way, their mind receives and perceives that mental facility as being more powerful or counter, uh, on the counter to that, being more submissive, and they thus act that way, right? the mind and your body can do the exact same thing. So if you are preparing to take an EMT test, if you're preparing to take a, uh, a call that might be very serious or difficult, while you're going to that scene, if you can broaden your shoulders a little bit, if you can be wider, more present, more expansive, your mind will reciprocate that and perform in a more confident and poised manner because you're sitting in that. Um, Amy Cuddy has a book out, and as well as a TED Talk, if you want to look it up, that speaks exactly about this, how your presence, how the way that your body is positioned can dramatically improve upon your performance. So something to think about. If you're uh, just walking around for the day, give yourself the ability to stand for a few minutes in a super person pose, right? Um, or star fishing up, as Amy Cuddy says. The more broad you are, the better you're going to be able to perform. So presence is a really big one. And then finally, rehearsal. This is extremely important. Um, as you go throughout your day, if you're on shift or if you're in a volunteer situation and you know that any moment you could be called to a certain situation, make one up and run through the entire uh, uh, process of that assessment in your head in real time and literally speak it out loud. So once you receive the call, what are you gonna say on the radio? How are you going to put yourself in a mindful state as you're driving to that scene? What are you gonna to say to the person when you get on scene, the victim or the patient? Rehearse through every one of those details because then again, you'll have one more repetition in your mind for when that does come up in the future and in a real life situation, you'll have the ability to really focus on, I've done this before and I'll be able to move forward, right? So pre-call, those are the four things that you really wanna look at, right? Meditation, mindfulness, presence and doing a rehearsal from a mental perspective so you can work through that right those are all great things that will help to get yourself ready to go when those calls come in 
Okay, so we've talked about pre-call. Now, what happens when that call does come in officially, right? You're sitting at the station, you're volunteering, so that pager uh, call comes in and you get driving over to the scene. What's the first thing you wanna do? Put yourself in a mindful state. Do a first just breathe, right? Lowering your, or opening your fists, lowering your jaw, taking one mindful deep breath. You'll learn a lot more about that in that guide that I uh, offered to you for free at the beginning of this. If you go and pick that guide up, we'll talk a lot about in detail what First Just Breathe is, how it works, and how it can improve upon your ability to perform. Do that First Just Breathe as soon as that call comes in, and then as you're driving to the scene, collect some of the data that you're getting from that dispatcher. What might you be coming into? And again, if this is a chest pain call, you can start thinking about that as you move in. As soon as you come to the patient and you make your introduction, this is what you've learned about throughout your entire training as an emergency medical technician, right? You went to EMT class, you talked about all of these different things, but how do you really put it into practice now that the pressure's on the line and you're not in a simulation scenario? Start nice and easy, right? Walk in, shake hands if you can, introduce yourself first and last name, ask the patient their name, ask them their birthday. That does a couple of things. It allows you to lower your pulse rate, lower your blood pressure, and get a more calm with the patient as you're approaching them. While at the same time, if somebody's taking the notes for the demographic information for you, boom, boom, you've got name, you've got birthday, and that's already starting to get the information in for them. And then just quickly ask a question so you can get your bearings. What's going on? How can I help you today? What's bothering you, right? Allow them to start telling the story so you can start to one, Focus on the present moment and kind of get your mind as calm as necessary by doing some of those uh, mindfulness exercises while listening and getting a little bit of the story, right? And then from there, this is where the mental rehearsal is really beneficial and really comes into play. You know you've got two sets of questions that you need to ask on every single medical patient especially, right? The first, sample. Go to this as soon as your patient starts going through and telling you what's wrong with them. Hi, my name is Ryan Fields. I'm not feeling very well. I've got a little bit of pain in my chest. It's radiating a little bit this way to my left shoulder and up into my jaw. I'm feeling a little nauseous, right? Perfect. First thing you can do as soon as that finishes is go into your sample assessment. What are the signs and the symptoms that you are both seeing and hearing from your patient? Note that, and then you can also have your either yourself or the person that's taking the notes for you write down the S of sample, the signs and symptoms, right? Allergies. We definitely want to know what allergies the person has in case we need to give them medications. We're not giving them medications with allergies. Medications that they are taking. Um, and then get that medications, get those uh, written down. Any past medical history? Have they had a heart attack in the past? Have they had a family history of cardiac problems? All of those type of things from a past medical history is important to get. The last oral intake. What was the last thing they ate? Or the last thing they drank? If they need to go uh, into surgery, that's always beneficial for the doctors and the surgeons to know about. Um, and then the events leading up to the incident itself. What were they doing? Were they running? Um, were they playing tennis? Were they just sitting? Were they stressed out? Were they scared? All of those things will help. We all know the sample assessment, right? You're an EMT, you know exactly what that is. The benefit of doing this from a performance perspective is it gives you the ability to slow things down, 
methodically approach things so that you are able to continue to wrap your mind around the situation and the challenges that you may be facing, right? Get that sample and do the sample first because if your patient does go into a cardiac arrest, you at least know what medications they're on, what allergies they have, so you can treat them more effectively based on that, right? Get that sample out of the way and then move on to your second line of questioning. Again, you all know this, right? OPQRST. If you can go through and get your OPQRST, it does the same thing for you. You're able to slow time down a little bit and then gather all of the information that you need before you can make your differential diagnosis and um, basically uh, decide what it is you think the patient is suffering from so you can start treating, right? So OPQRST, onset, when did it start? Provocation, does it move anywhere? Does it stay in the same place from a pain perspective? Quality, what does it feel like? Is it stabbing? Is it dull? Um, what type of pain does it feel like? What's the quality of that pain? Does it radiate anywhere for the R? Does it radiate up into your jaw, uh, uh, up into your shoulder? Does it stay in the same place? Does it change when you're breathing or does it stay the same? All great questions to ask. Um, OPQRS would be the severity. Get that scale, zero to 10. Um, and then the events leading up to the injury, right? So all of those things from an OPQRST and the time and the treatment for T uh, will be beneficial to, again, get those two lines of questioning in. Now you've got almost all of the information that you need from a medical perspective, especially to where you can now start deciding how you're going to treat the patient. Once all of that's in place, do another first just breathe. Get your mind settled, get your pulse lowered, get your blood pressure lowered, and now you can start assigning, if you haven't already, some of the things that need to be done. Let's get some oxygen on the patient. Are you gonna do a, a, a nasal cannula or are you gonna do a mask? Um, let's do our uh, airway breathing and circulation check. Let's get some vitals going. You can start assigning some of those things off so the people that are staring over your shoulder, even before you've done your sample, you can assign them to do a task, gets them out of your hair, and now you're able to perform more and get yourself and your assessment complete and in place so that you can move forward, right? So definitely something to think about. Assign some of those tasks off. So you've come in, you've gotten their names, you've figured out what um, their initial complaint is, you've got vitals, you've got ABCs going, you've done a sample history and an OPQRST. You are now in a position to be able to both make decisions on your treatment modality and whether you're going to scoop and start driving or whether you're going to stay and you're gonna play and you're going to do a little bit more of an assessment, right? So you've got all of that in place, but just as beneficially, You've slowed time down a little bit to give your mind a chance to catch up with you and to make sure that you're thinking clearly, you're thinking in a present frame of mind, and you're thinking confidently and with poise, right? So all of those things are extremely beneficial from that. So you take your patient, you treat them, you take them to the hospital, everything's fantastic. Um, obviously, as an EMT, you can't give too many medications, but at the same time, you'll be able to pass the information off to a paramedic if the paramedic is there, or pass the information off to a doc if you're calling in for medical control or as you're driving to the hospital, right? You'll have your whole frame and picture, and you'll take the patient and drop them off, and you'll have done a great service to the patient, and just as importantly, you will have notched one more win in your belt of how to perform well during a stressful situation. So you're cleaning up the ambulance. What do you do now after the call? How do you move forward and how do you improve upon the next call as it comes forward? And it's pretty simple, right? 
do a very detailed in your mind after action of what you did, how you did it, how you felt while you were doing it, and how the patient uh, turned out, both from did the patient appreciate the service that you provided, did the patient arrive in a better condition or at least in a better mindset than the patient did when you first arrived. Go through all of those details and pick out, be very strict with yourself, what you did well and what you can improve on. Play it again over in your head, and if you feel like you didn't do well in a certain position or a certain um, uh, instance during that incident or that call, play it over again in your mind with a mental rehearsal, right? Run through it while you're driving back to the station. You don't need to be talking to your partner necessarily. Think through and play through the incident from start to finish again. What would you have said? What would you have done? Who would you have assigned to do different things differently, right? All of these things will help to improve upon your ability to perform better the next time, which is the end goal, right? Um, and then once you've decided what you're gonna do differently, practice that one again tomorrow. While you start over again tomorrow by doing your meditations, your mind is clear, productive, and capable of not getting pulled away to different situations and challenges during the day, staying in a mindful state, practicing your broad shoulders and your presence and doing more mental rehearsals. This cycle of improvement will help you build upon your successes and fix your challenges so that you can be better in every situation that you find, right? The key to this entire process is how do you slow time down a little bit to allow your mind to catch up to where your anxiousness and your nervousness might be right at this time. All of those tools can be absolutely fantastic to help you out to perform better and it will really improve upon your ability to do what you love and the calling that you've taken on, which is emergency medicine. I could not be more proud to be on this journey with you. We're going to have an entire series talking specifically about uh, what does an EMT go through? Firefighters, what are the challenges that, that, that they face? If you're getting into a leadership position, if you want to test for a lieutenant, if you want to test for captain, how can you get yourself and your mind right to test for those positions? And more importantly, when you are called upon to fight that structure fire, when you're called upon to run that cardiac arrest, how do you perform better? We're gonna dive a lot deeper into that. So if you like this content, if this is something that's interesting you, give me a thumbs up if, if you're okay with that. And if you do want more of this content, feel free to subscribe. Um, and uh, I would love to speak with you more. And don't forget, pick up that free guide on how to lower your pulse, your blood pressure, your anxiety, and how to perform better during a stressful situation which you're bound to be facing as you move forward in your career. Go to hyperacademy.mykajabi.com dot com slash 10 seconds to get your free guide. I'll have all the information down in the description below and we'll see you on the next Hyper Academy All Access show. Have a good day. Thanks.